You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We are glad to be with you. We just finished up a great conversation with Adelie Hude about her book that she illustrated, Sanctus, 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 an introductory Latin missal for children. And I know you're a little heartbroken, Nathan, that you couldn't get the book. I also know another little girl who is heartbroken because on the break, my wife texted me and said our two-year-old Bella tried to call in to get one of these books, but she couldn't. So we're going to have to do like everyone else will have to do, including you, and go to tanbooks.com to check it out. Or... Or, there's two books here. There's two of us. <laughs> we can just walk out and then Real Presence Radio can go to tanbooks.com. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know. I think Lori might tackle you. Well, and, and I'm afraid of her. Yes. Yeah, not, not because be. of her size or that she will, she'll hurt me, but just it's like the holiness thing, like the dictators that feared Mother <laughs> Teresa. Yes. I, I, I fear the Mother Teresa of Real Presence Radio, Lori, out there. I, I don't want to, you know. Uh, get get uh, on her bad side. We'll put it that way. So in all seriousness, if you didn't get a copy of the book and you would like a copy of it, you can go to tanbooks.com. Just look up Sanctus, 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 an introductory Latin missile for children, which was illustrated by Adelie Hude. And if you want to listen to the podcast, because I really encourage you, it was a beautiful conversation to check that out later today as well. Yeah, on uh, yourcatholicradiostation.com. RealPresenceRadio.com, also available on the Real Presence Radio app, which was recently redone. It's very cool. Yeah. I uh, just checked it out the other day. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I use it when I'm traveling. Yes. But if I'm just at home, I you know listen to the regular uh, station or use my Alexa device. So I'll be very interested the next time I'm traveling on yes. the highway and, and check that out. Check that out. A new website update as well. RealPresenceRadio.com. Lots of new things happening here. Make, and yet the love of Jesus remains. Amen. <laughs> Speaking of the love of Jesus, let's use that as a way to transition into our next guest. We have Ruben Alvarez with Kinfolk Worship, who's joining us this morning. Hi, Ruben. How are you? Very good. Kinfolk Worship. Tell us about Kinfolk Worship. And you guys are actually in the local area. Well, well first you got to tell... We, we, we care more about you, Ruben, than we care about All right. folks. So tell us a little bit about yourself, <laughs> and then just segue right into what, what we're talking about today. Um, wife and I were in Northfield, Minnesota, um, th- so that's about half an hour south of Minneapolis, and um, we had been living there for 15 years. We're originally from Ada, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, we graduated from here, and then we moved, went to college uh, in Northfield at St. Olaf College, and... Um, then we came back after 15 years, um, and we have, uh, five children. Um, but before we had our fifth child, um, we were, we had, we had purchased a building here in Ada, um, in hopes of starting a coffee shop. And we, um, what we did was that we, we renovated the, the bottom, the downstairs, um, it was a it, it was an old bootery. Um, that's what, what what it's known as here in town. Uh, but it's basically like a shoe store, and uh, what what it they had different um, different uses for it. 
Um, and then it eventually turned into a health center. Uh, and so it was like a massage air, uh, massage therapist um, building. And so what we did was that we sort of tore everything out. We took everything out and we decided to do just a clean slate. I, I refinished the floors, um, hardwood floors, there's original plaster walls, tin tile ceilings. And what we wanted to do was the coffee shop. That was kind of on our mind. And then COVID happened. And we were like, this is not the right time to start a coffee shop. Um, <laughs> and uh, we ended up we ended up having a, our fifth child too. And so we we're just like, nope, that's not that's not going to happen. Mm. Um, we're, we're 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 far from this coffee shop uh, dream that we want to start. Um, but we knew that God wanted to do something with it, and so we we lived in the upstairs apartment in the building, and then the downstairs kind of has the commercial space. Uh, and so we, we lived there for two years, and, and then eventually we purchased another house, and um, it sat here for a little bit. And so we were like, God, what do you want to do with this? Well, I mean, we, we wanted a coffee shop, but it's not working out. And uh, eventually, uh, just this past March, it was almost like everything, like, like it was just, you, could, you can totally sense when God is doing something, when everything starts falling into place correctly. Truth. And it's nothing that you expect. Amen to that. Um, and he puts all the right people in all the right places for it to happen. And he said, nope, we're not going to do a coffee shop, but we are going to provide coffee. And so I was like, okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> we, we love coffee. My wife and I, we just, we absolutely love coffee. Um, and, uh, and then he said, no. And, and sorry, so let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, in those two years of COVID... Like many of us, a lot of people, and I'm just being completely honest and vulnerable here, we were kind of in a desert. You know, some churches were closed. Some people stopped going to church. Some yeah. people, you know, stopped, stopped doing things. I am a worship leader. And one of the things that happened during COVID was that I was kind of in a desert. I had stopped leading worship. We would have, you know, we would have our little house church with my kids and my wife, but it was almost like we were kind of in a desert. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and when this when this all started to come about, I was feeling really nervous about it because I was like, "Lord, I haven't done this in two years. How? I mean, I I was I was get, getting real anxiety. Like I was like, I'm 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 really really anxious about this. I don't I I feel like I can't do this. And it was almost like he he revealed to me the same uh, the same uh, I would say feelings and emotions and, and thoughts that Moses was feeling in the desert uh, when he was like, no, you can do this. You can do this. I have assigned this to you. And, uh, uh, and so then I, was, I, I kept reading. I kept going back to that, the, the story of, of Moses in the desert and how the Lord called him to um, bring his people out of Egypt. And uh, it was one of those moments where, you know, I've been, I've been a Christian my whole life. And I've loved the Lord my whole life, but never had I experienced that moment where he's like, all right, I'm walking with you. You need to trust me in this, and you need to obey what I'm saying. And so, uh, so then we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And um, what kinfolk is, is that it is, kinfolk worship, what it is, is that it's a space, it's an ecumenical space, it's a non-denominational space. We are not a church, uh, and, I, and I emphasize that strongly. We are not a church, and the reason why we're not a church is because we see ourselves 
as more of the um, of an extension of the global church, um, in that we are trying to encourage and uh, strengthen the church, and for people to come on Wednesday nights during the summer, and to be energized to go back into their churches, into the local churches, and re-energize the church. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. So we're not we're not a church because we believe that pastors have a role in what they have to do. I have my own church. The people that come to, to Kinfolk Worship have their own churches. But what we want is we want to come together under the name of Jesus and basically energize the body of Christ. And so that is kind of the vision. That's kind of what we've been... Um, it's not kind of. It is the vision of Kinfolk Worship um, here in Ada, Minnesota, in the small town that we're... And so many people are fired up. They're so, so encouraged. Um, just last, uh, this past Friday, we had the Norman County Fair here in Ada, and we were able to worship at the Norman County Fair, and we had a great turnout of people that came and just worshiped the Lord. It was just fantastic. And can you share with our listeners, Ruben, where Ada is? Sure. So Ada is, uh, um, if, you're coming on, if you're coming from Fargo, you take Highway 75 up to Highway 200, and you drive through Ada on Highway 200. Or if you go through Highway 10, you go up to Highway 9, and you drive through Ada. So we have two major highways that go through Ada. Um, but it's north of Fargo and about an hour and 15 south of Grand Forks. Gotcha. Now, if, if you don't mind me asking, Ruben, what, what is your faith tradition? My faith tradition, um, I grew up in the non-denominational church. Um, my wife uh, grew up Catholic, and um, we've, we've, we've both really just grown up um, experiencing the presence of God, and that is what we love the most, is that we want people to experience the presence of God, because, let's be honest, um, denominations and doctrines are good, they're wonderful, Jesus is better. And so when, when we talk about that coming together under the name of Jesus, that's what we want. We want people to understand that you have your doctrine, that's important. You have your denomination, that's important. But Jesus, the life giver, the transformer, the changer, he is the one that is the most important. And so... As we worship here at Kinfolk Worship, we, we, we tell people that. We say, go back. Go back to your churches. Love on your pastor. Love on your community. And, and transform the area that you're around. Because it, it, let's face it, you guys. We're done being um, so isolated. It's important to be in community uh, with other believers that love Jesus. Because um, he is kind of the, isn't he the, the common denominator of all of us? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I I will tell you, uh, Ruben, what what you're saying resonates with me. I did military ministry for about seven or eight years. Um, during that time, I did three three years in parish ministry, and what we have begun to realize, if we haven't already, uh, is that the the enemies of God, if you will, uh, yeah. are not each other. Uh, my my mother grew up in an era where if you were Catholic, you didn't invite the Methodist kids over for birthday parties. You didn't invite the Lutheran kids over for birthday parties and vice versa. 
Uh, you yes. really didn't associate with other Christians of any variety uh, unless it was forced, you know, in, in some type of a public, you know, public school, whatever the case may be. And so yes. we, we learned very, very rapidly in, in the age that we live in uh, that we need to start coming together. And we'll continue this conversation with Ruben on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us over the break as we continue Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We are visiting with Ruben Alvarez of Kinfolk Worship about the new opportunity to come together as an ecumenical community of believers in Ada, Minnesota. And you don't even have to be from Ada. I mean, it's 45 minutes about from Fargo. That's right. So, yep. how, how close are you? Well, I'm only about a half hour myself from Ada. Well, maybe we should make this happen one day. Well, maybe we should. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We can definitely make that happen. Yeah, you know, is there a specific day? Ruben Alvarez is joining us, by the way. Uh, we're visiting with him. Is there a specific day that this happens? So during the summer, um, we meet on Wednesday nights from 6.30 to 8, because we know that um, churches are, most churches are done with their um, catechisms or their um, uh, confirmation classes. Um, and so we, we don't want to compete with that. Um yeah. 
So when we found out that, you know, those were kind of over on Wednesdays, we said, okay, well, maybe we can, we can do it on Wednesday nights from 6.30 to 8. And, of course, we, we have about an hour and 15 minutes of worship and then 15 minutes of just getting to know each other, fellowship, because that's also important to the Lord. That's a form of yeah. worship is when we gather together, we talk to people, get to know their hearts. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of people stay afterwards. They, they don't rush off. Um, we, we provide free coffee and uh, water and, and homemade treats. Some people bring homemade treats. and uh, It's a beautiful space to just hang out and just, just talk to people, get to know their hearts. Um, and then on, during the school year, because all those, cor- those classes come back, um, we change it to Friday nights <laughs> from 6.30 to 8. And cool. the, the, first time, the first time we met, we had close to 100 people show up. Wow. Um, that kind of blew my mind because it was like, wow, our first night and people were just, and that's, and that's the other thing, guys, is that I, I, when, every time we meet, we can sense that people want more of Jesus. They just want more and more of the Lord. And, and, and I believe that like we're in a time where people are going to turn their hearts to the Lord um, wanting more, wanting more. And so um, for me, that's kind of a big deal because I'm just like, Jesus, like, we want we want people to turn to you, turn their faces towards you, to love you and and see you for who you are. And um, I get excited about that. Yeah. I get so excited about that. That's awesome. And you know, Nathan was mentioning his experience in the military uh, with working with different faiths. And um, not to go too far off topic, but you know, I work for a company called Covenant Eyes, and, and we work with with uh, all denominations in battling against the topic of pornography. And what we've sure. seen is our enemy is very united. The, the people who, <laughs> who want to destroy Christi- Christianity are very united in mission and goal. And so exactly. as, we've, as we've come together and, and tried to figure out how to serve the church at, at Covenant Eyes, but just in general, how to lead Christians back to their faith, there really has to be a coming together and a recognition of we have to be a united front as believers in Jesus. And it doesn't mean that we don't go to our own uh, parishes, our own churches, like you have set up here with your guys' community, but it does mean we can come together in, 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 as one in worship to get to know each other better, like you said, and That's to right. you know, spend time with Jesus in, in this particular way. Yeah, and if, right. if, if Ruben, if you don't mind me, me sharing, um, going back to my own experience to touch on what Brandon was just talking yeah. about, uh, it's, it's interesting when you get a bunch of um, uh, Christians of various denominations together. Uh, in my military ministry, we had myself as the Catholic, we had an Orthodox priest, we had a Southern Baptist priest, we had an ELCA pastor, we had a UCC pastor, and then the other chaplain assistants were kind of a smorgasbord of other things as well. And I spent so much time with those men doing different types of ministry events. We would do uh, people that were coming back home from being overseas, marriage enrichment, those kinds of things. And... My friendship, especially with, with Pastor Flowers at Living Hope Baptist in West Fargo here, uh, has really blossomed. And it gave us all the opportunities you just talked about with fellowship, Reuben, to share those differences in the way that we perceive things. Um, 
I, I've got a very strong inclination, no matter what happens in the news, exactly how Chaplain Flowers thinks about it. He's given me views of Catholicism that come from a different perspective, why other people don't see Catholicism the same way that I do. But we've spent literally hundreds of hours together talking about what we love most, our families and wow. Jesus, right? And, wow. and it was just this past spring, um, Chaplain Flowers and I were at Chick-fil-A, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I've got a, a sermon topic. That's a classic story. Yeah, yeah that's how it always starts. A Catholic and a Baptist or a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and, and he's like, I, I, I'm going to do a sermon on this topic. What would, you, what would you say about it? And off my head, I probably talked for about 15 minutes of, of what my sermon would be. And he's standing there, or it's not standing there, he's sitting there kind of like half mentally taking notes. And he, he goes into his phone and he's like, that, that was really good. Let, let, let me stop. And he starts, you know, kind of copying notes. And I was like, be careful, sir. I, I don't, I don't want to get him leaked out that you're taking sermon notes from, from a Catholic at a, at a Southern Baptist church. And then, and then he, he, he shared where he was going to go. And so you mentioned God putting things into place, Reuben. And this is just my opinion. As, as Brandon hit on, uh, our enemy is united. But we have been very divided for 500 years. And the Lord doesn't like his family being divided. And he's going to do whatever he can. He'll allow whatever evil he has to in order to bring his family back together again. And it's not going to be the things that you mentioned before about doctrine that initially brings us together. It's going to be circumstances. Circumstances of I'm in jail next to somebody who's not the same denomination as me or beauty, right? I love music. Yep. I love Toby Mac. I love whatever, you know, Sanctus Real, whatever you guys play. And, and that's going to bring people together. And then it's in those moments where we're going to talk about Jesus because we love him. And we're going to have opportunities to, to share what we think about Jesus and those doctrines or whatnot. And God is in, if you don't believe it, God is in the moment right now bringing his family back together again. And what you're doing Amen. down there, Ruben, is, is exactly the way I think we're going to see that happen in its initial stages. In 100 or 200 years from now, it is going to look radically different. And you, Ruben, are going to be an important part of that vision that God wants to bring his family back together again. So I highly encourage you. Amen. Thank you so much for that. I, I do want to share just a quick story. Um, we had a night where we were um, we invited our the spiritual leaders of, our, of, our, of the community, um, and we had a priest, we had a Baptist pastor, or I'm sorry, an E-free pastor, and we had a, a Lutheran pastor show up that night. It was the most impactful night, most mm. beautiful night, because we were able to pray over them, and then we asked them to release a blessing over us. And all three men, who, who I absolutely cherish in my heart, because I'm a pastor's kid, so I, I, I grow, grew up knowing the behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I grew up, the difficulty of it. I know what it's like to be a pastor. Um, I've seen the hardships of it. And so in my heart, like, I cherish these men, cherish these men, but, but most importantly, the fact that they came together and prayed blessings upon this community it was like the Lord released this new, fresh blessing over all of Ada. And I get so wow. emotional and excited about that because there's something beautiful when three spiritual pastors who might not have the same doctrines come together as a, in, in blessing the community. It, it's something that, that honors people. You, you, yeah. it, honors, it brings honor to the Lord and it brings honor to the community. 
100%. You know, there was something that I learned a couple of years ago that just really shook me to the core. And it was talking about parish boundaries. So, so there's, uh, when there's a, a parish in a community, there's uh, the boundaries for which uh, the, the parish serves. So people within that boundary would, would typically go to that particular uh, parish. Sure. What I hadn't thought about, though, was the fact that those boundaries encompass a lot of people uh, who are not Catholic, who are not believers, who are not going to, to any church, and yet still responsible for those souls. Yeah. And that really struck me to the core, because how many people are living just even in that Ada area who are, are not believers, do not know the love of Jesus, are just walking day to day you know, in, in a darkness or a cloud, and they don't even realize it. You know, there, there should be a recognition in all of us that we have a responsibility to bring Jesus. Now, it might not be like, repent and believe in the gospel, right? <laughs> exactly. It may not be that approach, exactly. but, yes. but how, how we love them, how we, how we talk with them, how we invite them into community, that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I would just say John 17, Brandon, the reason why uh, uh, those non-believers exist in those communities is because Christians are not united. Yeah. Jesus makes it very, very clear in John 17. And that's the work that you have before you, Ruben. I don't want to discourage you in any way. I want to only encourage no, you. But, but it's, it's, it's a daunting task that God has placed before you. And, and I encourage you to not allow anything to discourage you and, and to move forward so that Jesus' prayer in John 17 can be fulfilled. Amen. And, and the other, that's the other thing, too, is that when we decided to do this, we knew in our hearts that we needed a neutral space, neutral ground, so this building is, is actually downtown on um, East Main Street, um, right on Highway, uh, Highway 9, mm -hmm. as you head up to Crookston. And um, it's not a church building, so it's not as, quote-unquote, scary for people um, that maybe have experienced something difficult or something, you know, something, something uh, traumatic from the church. Right. And, and so when it's, when it's this neutral building that they can come into... Um, they feel a little bit more comfortable. And it's just like, oh, this is just a building downtown. It's not a church building. Um, and then when we play music, you know, when we're singing, when we're singing these songs, it's like the Lord, the Lord uses them too as kind of a message. Amen. Well, Ruben, thanks so much for being on with us today. To our listeners, if you want to learn more about Kinfolk Worship, you can just visit kinfolkworship.com. And uh, be sure to check it out. Uh, Ruben, thank you so much for all the work you're doing for our area and for Souls for Christ. Thank you so much. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. God bless you. We'll stay with us as we head to our top of the hour break. When we return, I'm sure my wife is going to be listening to this, a summer reading program for Catholic children. We'll tell you about it when we return. <laughs> 